You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, have you returned to full health or are you at least 90% yet? I feel like uh, I'm at full health, uh, but I probably have what feels like about eight pounds of gunk in my sinuses, so my head feels incredibly <laughs> heavy. But other than that, I, I, I'm good to go. Okay, that's good. Because uh, we're, we're, we're going to need your A game today because uh, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, it, seemingly, this always happens. I, I, but before the week, I read it, write out on a whiteboard all of our shows, um, what we're going to talk about, and I left today open. Um, I didn't have anything for us to talk about, but by golly, the NFL and the Cowboys. The Cowboys, Cowboys all, provide. <laughs> they always provide. They always come through. I never worry about it. On Tuesday, the NFL announced that uh, actually, two Cowboys defenders uh, have failed in missed drug tests. Uh, it would be Randy Gregory and David Irving. I want to talk about Randy Gregory because we've kind of known this stuff from, from David Irving for a while. Uh, Randy Gregory, it looks like he's going to be suspended for some of the 2019 season, most of the 2019 season. We're not really sure. Uh, but what were just some of your initial takeaways from the news from yesterday? Well, I, you know, I got to say that it's the words, if I'm not mistaken, were uh, suspended indefinitely, right? Yes. Like so, to me, there, there's an, it's interesting because it feels like it should be definite, right? Like, I mean, if if he there violated should be a set amount of time, yeah. Yes. Like so, so I guess my point is is that we've seen this so far only from media sources, right? And I'm not suggesting that it's not ha- true because there's too many, there's too much smoke here for it not to be true, but. What my point is well, is that the pun the, intended. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, the pun is, <laughs> dude. The pun is always intended. Okay, guys. Like, if the pun's coming, yes, okay, enjoy it. Ahead, wrap yourself up in it. Uh, <laughs> no, but my point is that, like, I, I feel like if this was a uh, an official announcement or uh, something along those lines, instead of information leaking to a, a reporter who is, uh, you know making assumptions based on uh what's going on uh, it's uh, my point is is that it seems odd that it's an indefinite amount of time so i i, I my point being that i i don't know that this is you know something that uh, is we didn't get an official announcement i think this is someone someone sources giving them this information and and the the problem has, in the past with randy gregory has always been that it feels like this is not a normal case that the NFL has tried at times to try to work with Randy because it feels like he's a special case in some of this stuff. So yes, and so I, I feel like while it's terrible news, and obviously I'm not trying to spin it as oh he's you know this is not a, a certain thing or it it feels very certain. I also think that this is not the end of the story. Um, that I think that there is probably more to this that that uh, you know that could potentially open the door for him being back in the league. I you know I think what's 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 fascinating to me is that 
it, it feels like the NFL wants to, you know, ha- has a, a better opinion or, or is a little bit more sympathetic towards Randy Gregory as opposed to someone like David Irving. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and, I and, and and I feel like a lot of that has to do with the fact that Randy is really struggling with this, and and, and maybe the NFL's kind of figured out that this is not, you know, that addiction and and all the things that surround it, it you know, it's it's an it's an ongoing life battle. It's not like a uh, it's not like a you know, oh, I've defeated this. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I just I have a little bit of experience in this arena, and I'll tell you that most people struggle with this stuff you know, daily for the rest of their lives in some form mm-hmm. or another. So I think if the NFL is trying to set themselves up uh, as a as an org- as a group that's actually trying to help these guys, what they would do is change their situation around so that it would allow for players like Randy Gregory to, okay, yeah, he had a slip up. Let's keep him in the program, though. Let's keep him in, with his team and, and keep him in, in, in a regular routine because those things are important to addicts. And then for the guys who are like David Irving who don't seem to have you know want to show any uh uh not remorse but any kind of like you know I mean, he gets suspended and, and basically doesn't really want to be around the team or is kind there's of no you know, there's to, no urgency there there's no urgency there as opposed to Randy Gregory who is actively you know trying to you know fix this and and yeah again he slipped up of course he does but that's that is not <laughs> uncommon at all with people in his situation but if he's willing to continue to try to work at it i think that the nfl should and maybe they will continue to work with him i just think that this whole thing felt like a something that nobody wanted out except for the media i, I guess that's my point it felt like if, if this feels like something that was leaked and not you know necessarily something that the NFL, the Cowboys, or anybody else were, were, were ready f- to get out into the media. And as indicated by the fact that, you know, an hour before all this came out, Stephen Jones had had a conversation with, with the media and, and none of this got brought up, you know? Right. So I, I feel like if this was something that was official, th- there might have been an announcement that said, hey, we've had some issues with Randy. And nah, 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 nah. But if this was an ongoing conversation between the Cowboys and the NFL that was supposed to be kept secret and then got leaked to the media, that's why you would get stuff like Randy Gregory uh, is – Facing a potential susp- uh, indefinite suspension for blah 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 blah. I mean, they, they can't even state necessarily what. All they say is that it was a violation. They don't even say a missed test, failed test, or whatever. It seems like a parcel of, of true information made its way out to the media, and now suddenly everyone is aware of this situation that I guess the NFL and the Cowboys probably have been aware for, of a long time. Yeah, that's all great information. I have just a couple notes before we move on. Um, Yesterday, somebody tweeted out the the penalty for violation in stage three, which is what Randy Gregory is in. And according to the NFL rulebook, it's basically a, a, a banishment for at least one calendar year. Now, that doesn't seem like that's what's happening here because of a couple of different things. They would I think say was, that. They would say it, that specifically, they would wouldn't say they? He's, ban- he's banned for one year. They, no, they didn't say that. Yeah. The other thing that I found, found was really interesting is that Gregory apparently – is still allowed to be in team meetings and around the facility. That's a change from something Mm -hmm. that's happened over the last couple of years because previously, when you were suspended, you were gone. You weren't allowed to be around the team at all. So it does appear that the NFL is taking steps to at least, I I don't know, help them with, you know, putting players in a support system around him. 
Uh, so just I, I thought that was interesting. The other well, thing that yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say we should talk about the CBA element of this because yeah. I feel like this is part of that. You know, is that uh, the, the timing of all this? And this has been an ongoing conversation. I mean, Jerry Jones has talked about it. Uh, you know, one way or another, that this is going to be a conversation. You know, we've heard reports that it would this would be a carrot that the the, the owners would give to the players that hey, we we need to figure out something better with our marijuana sure. addiction situation. You know, so I, I do feel like. Like again, as we get closer and closer to the CBA uh, and, the, and that negotiation, I feel like a lot of these things, these rules that are specified in the current CBA, specifically along these lines, rules that are you know in contention, we're going to see how maybe changes in how they're handled as the NFL kind of figures out what they want to do with the next CBA in regards to this arena. That's a great point. Uh, the last thing I want to say is uh, because I work at the Raiders Wire, I'm pretty familiar of the situation that's going on with Martavis Bryant. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, some, somebody who's in a similar situation. Now, it was announced late in December uh, that Martavis Bryant had failed a drug test and he was suspended indefinitely. Same exact type of situation. Uh, but earlier this month, uh, Tom Pelissero from NFL Network uh, tweeted out that as long as Martavis Bryant uh, compels with, um, you know, the league rules and stuff, he should be eligible to return to the field by training camp. So I'm assuming it's the same type of thing with Randy Gregory, right? If Randy Gregory continues to go to the meetings, continues to, to test, you know, really, you know, has clean tests for the next several months, I would kind of assume the same path would happen, right? That he would be at least given the chance to, to show that he can, he can, come back from this right look one thing we've been that's been made very clear is that there is a very specific stepped you know scenario for what happens when you're in the program and you have x amount of violations right we may not know about all the violations but the one things we do know is that if you have three or four you know or more violations you get this punishment if you get five or six more misses or violations you get this punishment right, right. it's been very defined what's interesting is that like you bring up they aren't bringing that those definite terms in. Montavious Bryant has had X amount of f- failures, which should correlate to Y amount of at time least, missed. I know at least twenty, at least uh, twenty so, failed or missed tests. So my point is, is that he was up when you, when you when that announcement was made. The the announcement should, if it was following CBA to the letter of the law, right? It should have said Montavious Bryant was suspended one one year for violation for continued violation of the personal conduct and you know blah 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 right right. That's not what it said. It said no. indefinitely, which means indefinitely, not not forever. It means at an indefinite amount of time, an undefined amount of time, and then that time ended up being less than the letter of the law of the CBA. So a lot less, clearly, right? So to answer your your question, yes, I think that clearly what we're seeing here is the NBA in motion with this, you know, kind of violating the CBA to a certain, you know bending the bars of the CBA to try to kind of pilot test a program that allows players to figure out a way to get back into the, the teams, figure out a way to get back into programs, figure out the figure out ways to get them back into routines to get them healthy again. Right. Um, I mean, it, I, we've both talked to people, but the one kind of theme that we're getting from a lot of the people we're talking to is he can't – it sounds like he could come back, but the road is going to be really, really hard, probably even harder than it was before. So that leads us to what are the Cowboys going to do without Randy Gregory? I, I, 
Listen, I don't think the Cowboys were really ever planning on having Randy Gregory. I don't think you can. So I don't think this necessarily shocks them and is going to change their entire offseason plans. But we do need to talk about it. Uh, what do the Cowboys do going into 2019 without Randy Gregory? Well, I think that, um, you know, I think the immediate thing that most people have turned to is that we need a defensive end and uh, that we got to draft a defensive end. And, and I, I don't know that that's the truth. I mean, I, I think for me, uh, well, the truth. I mean, I think it's, it's subjective. This is but, truth. Yeah. You're right. Go ahead. You're <laughs> no, the truth. <laughs> but I, I Take think, a well, hard stance now. I, I think that, you know, uh, if you look at the situation, you've got Tyron Crawford, who who really played well at defensive end last year, despite what we would we would think, right? Uh, Marcus uh, 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 Dorrance Armstrong. I keep wanting to say Marcus Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong, uh, who uh, I think – Showed a ton in training camp. Gave you a bunch of good snaps in uh, during the regular season at times. I think he's ready uh, next year to take a step. Um, and, and you know, look, Taco Charlton has not been fantastic. He certainly hasn't lived up to his billing. But I think he is a, you know, a, 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 with another year and another offseason, I think he is a solid choice for a guy to be in the mix of uh, top three rotation. Uh, yeah, top rotation, four rotation guy. At defensive it's end. fine. Uh, you know, and these guys, again... Uh, you have to remember these guys are all rotating. Even Demarcus Lawrence, who is going to get paid a ton of money, is <laughs> is 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 rotational player, right? And, and that's something to even keep in mind when you're comparing his stats to someone like Khalil Mack. This guy plays seventy percent of the snaps versus ninety percent of the snaps with Khalil Mack, right? So, uh, my point is is that I think that if anything, what this does is put further emphasis that you need a defensive tackle. Who can 100%. rush the passer? Because I think that you needed first of all, you needed a defensive tackle before all of this even came out. Like you needed that position anyways. I, I think you you could have made the case before this that maybe you could get a player who was a uh, you know a more solid run player and, and not giving you as much in, in the pass rush realm uh, because you had. Randy Gregory coming back, and no, 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 right? You had Crawford who could slide sure, inside. Sure, yep. I think what, if anything, what this does is that it kind of changes the equation on what kind of defense tackle you're looking at. And I think now it's sure that you you can't really go either or with a run stuffing one technique who could, who could affect, you know, actually affect the run game or a th- uh, three technique. I think you now need a guy who is a three technique, a pass rusher, uh, who could also obviously play the run. But, I mean, I think more importantly than that, you need a penetrator. You need a guy who's going to be a complement on the defensive line. And, I mean, beyond the fact that uh, you need someone opposite of, of Demarcus Lawrence to provide pre- pressure, this defense requires that. I mean, this defense mm-hmm. needs it. And also, just in response to the further and further – uh, evolution of the quick ga- passing game in the NFL. Defensive ends, you know, even if the great ones, even Randy Gregory, if, if he lived up to all his promise, you know, he may not, as the game gets quicker and quicker, the ball out of the hand of the quarterback faster and faster, th- those those guys on the outside will become less effective in, in the short passing game. Um, so getting a guy who can provide interior pass rush uh, will give you uh, opportunities to 
get hands in the face of those guys, you know, get to affect the quarterback. Uh, the quarterback can't ignore pressure in his face, even in quick passing, because he's either got to work. It's another window he's got to throw around, or it's it's you know a, a, a hands that's going to knock the ball down, or it's 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 him being sacked immediately before he can even get the ball out. So, uh, to me, this. This this puts more emphasis on needing a pass rusher in the middle of the field. I I feel like we can we can get by and, and still thrive with the defensive ends we have, uh, and maybe you know if you want to get bring in uh, someone like you know to a competition as a mid level vet or something, that's fine. But I'm not trying to go out and sign like a, a big time another big time pass rusher because I'm already signing to Marcus Lawrence right uh, on the outside. And I think that if you draft a guy at defensive end, there there are some enticing guys that could be there at 50. At defensive end, but I think that if we're trying to get this guy to provide, uh, you know, play is to get to produce immediately. Uh, I think that you know defensive end is not one of the best positions to to get that stuff at, and especially in the second round. I think you're more likely to get that out of a, a penetrating three technique, uh, and, and that's where I hope the Cowboys w- would end up kind of using their resources to replace that lack of, of pass rush. All right, those are all great points. I have just three quick things I wanted to say about it before uh, we finish up the podcast. Uh, I agree with your assessment that they they desperately need a defensive tackle more than a defensive end. They've got four guys there that they can get by with. Um, And even at defensive tackle, I don't – listen, I think they need to improve the defensive tackle spot. I'm not saying that they don't. But I don't see it as a – a need that they have to address with their first pick or spend a lot of money at it. They still have Malik Collins coming back. They have Woods and Ross filling the one technique. Dayton Jones is the guy that Rod Marinelli really likes. I mean, they have bodies there. So even if you give get a guy at 90 or whatever, it's not like that guy's going to have to play 75% of the snaps right away, right? I mean, no. they're, they're going to have time to develop that. Um, they, Again, if they if they're struggling to get pressure on the quarterback early in the season, no matter what happens, they always have the added ability to blitz Jalen, who has proven to be one of the best blitzing linebackers in all of the NFL. So there's things that you can do to kind of get away with not having great interior pressure. The other thing is they have Rod Marinelli as a defensive line coach. Like he's gonna figure it out. He always has. I mean, he could put us at defensive tackle and we would be able to put up stats because that's how good of a defensive line coach Rod Marinelli is. I fully trust him to get production out of this defensive line, no matter what kind of talent they have. He's gonna find somebody that nobody has thought of before, and he's gonna bring him in or a former first round pick bust, and you're gonna see that guy get four or five sacks next season. It happens every single year, but some reason at this time in the offseason, we always doubt uh, his his greatness. So don't panic too much about the defensive line. I think they'll be okay. Trust Randy Gregory. As, uh, tr- <laughs> treat Randy Gregory as – not that I say you trust. Treat Randy Gregory as an added bonus if he comes back in 2019. Um, last thing before we finish up, Landon, do you have any thoughts on the David Irving news that came out yesterday? Uh, I mean, it didn't really seem like news that came out yesterday. It seems like the same thing that you know people like Mike Fisher have been telling us for months. You know, like that it's basically he's not going to be part of the Cowboys. He's failed drug tests. Uh, he's facing suspension with the league. Uh, you know, I I, I kind of feel like I had let the David Irving ship sail before the season was over. Uh, and I feel like this, so the news wasn't 
really affecting me at this point. I, I feel do like you, I've I've ruled him out at this point. Do you think Do you think there's a chance that we've seen the last of David Irving in the NFL that we'll never never see him play again? No, I I no, I doubt that. I think okay. he, I mean talent. You know, we we've seen it too many times, right? Like talent like that. It, it gets all the chances it needs. I, you know, I'm, what happens? He probably goes, plays a year in the a- a- XFL or the AAF, right? Dominates I, say, I think that's, that I think that's more league. likely to happen than playing the NFL well, in the next year or but, two. But after doing that for a year or two, you know, probably gets picked back up, right? Like, I mean, so probably gets – I mean, because he'll go down there and then he'll just destroy everybody. I was going to say, I can't imagine uh, how bad he destroy everybody. And then, and then, yeah, I mean, he'll get called up. It's just it's just the nature of what happens to the NFL. I think you're right. Uh, I'd like to see David Irving get back because he's such a dominant player, but we'll see if we'll see if it happens. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Tomorrow we will be back previewing four potential receivers for the Cowboys who could maybe give you some versatility on the outside as well in the slot. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.